0: An A&E original podcast.
1: We're like the Avengers, the original hot girls. Girl, not Thanos again. <laughs> Did I mix that up again? Yes, we brought the Avengers up three times. It's funny you've never seen That's it. That's
2: crazy.
1: <laughs> Yo, you're wild, B. <laughs> <laughs> Hey y'all, welcome to The Table is Ours, a podcast where we discuss and celebrate and highlight all the topics of the Black community with our Black babes. From motherhood to mental health, we talk about everything. We cover it all because The Table is Ours. With me today is my favorite co-host, Kirby Dixon. Kirby is the Mary Kate to my Ashley. And y'all know who that is. That's my girl,
2: Amira Lawali. She is the Tamara to my tia. And you know I have to ask, how are you? How are you this week, girl? I'm good
1: because it feels like a girl is defrosting. You are defrosting for what? I am defrosting. It's a hot girl summer. Yes. I feel my powers coming back. Yes. Mama took you out the
2: <laughs> freezer to defrost in the
1: fr- Literally, I feel it, girl. I can feel it in my Wait, veins. Wait, no.
2: Mama took you out the freezer to defrost in the sink. Isn't that what actually happens?
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm in the sink chilling. I'm in the sink chilling, waiting for the sun to come out.
2: Listen, but everyone wants a hot girl summer.
1: I'm ready for hot girl spring. Let's bring it on now. I hate spring. I got allergies. Defrost me in the summer. (laughs) Like, I don't. I don't do this little pre thing. Take me out. Take me out. I love hot girls cover. I love the energy behind it. I love my friends and their energy behind it. What's the energy behind it? The energy is it's a it's a little hottie with a body. It's a little like girls who do their own thing. Okay, it's work doing well. It's body doing well. It's religion and relationship doing well. It's everything coming. I feel like a an Avenger collecting. What are they collecting? Infinity stones. You're thinking about Thanos, stones. Jesus, Christmas. <laughs>
2: Thanos is collecting the Infinity Stones. <laughs> Hi <laughs> Yo, I okay. try it. Okay Okay. All right. So, so yes, we are collecting Infinity Stones. I am with you. I'm collecting Infinity Stones. But this Stones. year, instead of Infinity Stones, it's going to be Infinity Drinks. So I would like a mimosa here, a bellini here, a margarita here, a little rum and punch. A rum and punch here. A paloma. Oh, my God. I love Paloma. You know what? But you know what,
1: it, you know what it is, Kirby? I think that we didn't get a hot girl summer last year because we were hot girl quarantine. Mm-hmm. And I think there may be an opportunity where we get to be at a day party this summer. I know. And you know what? Things are looking up. Yeah. I'll take it. I know. I don't know if I'm going to be like mentally there defrosted from social awkwardness yet, but like sound
2: of it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But you know, if we're going to have the hot girl summer that we've always envisioned and imagined, I think we should take notes from the original hot girl, Miss Jackie Harry. The original hot girl. Oh my God. She's oh. She's it. I could learn a lesson or three from Miss Harry about what it means to embrace your sexuality, to embrace who you are, and to literally just be like, you know what? I got it. So I might as well flaunt it.
1: Yeah. But I mean, we did learn. We learned so many lessons. She dropped so many gems. She did. We learned that she didn't always love her hot girl persona. She had to grow into it. We learned that you had to fight for the pay that you deserve. Pay me what you owe me. Rihanna energy, and we learned how to clap back on social media, on the socials. On the internet. yes.
2: And I shouldn't have to list her credentials for y'all, but I'm going to do it anyway. But please do, please do. You guys know her and love her from 227. She's your favorite mom and Sister, Sister, and now you can catch her as a recurring character on Days of Our Lives. So, Miss Jack A. Harry, let's get into it.
1: So nice to see you. We've been excited about this for weeks. So excited.
0: Cannot wait. Thank you for having me. And I'm sorry it took me so long, but you know, I was lurking. You
1: busy, (laughs) we understand. You busy. Booked and busy. busy. Jeez Louise. (laughs) We like to ask every guest, every single episode, the same question that started off because this past year has been so weird, Mm -hmm. so stressful. It's been a lot. So how are you? How are you specifically? How are you today?
0: Today, I'm very happy. Today, I'm getting things done. I'm hitting milestones, you know, getting rid of ex-boyfriends, you know. Okay. (laughs)
2: Yes.
0: (laughs) Talking to you guys and just having a positive outlook on this whole spin on things, you know, and trying to get negativity away from people and myself and, you know, keep strong and persevere for you young people because it's your world ahead and you gotta keep it together. So, you know, I don't look at it as bad anymore. I see I see a light at the end of the tunnel, but we gotta we gotta help each other. So I'm just trying to uplift specifically women. I'm a feminist. Yes. I never used to say that, but I am. Ooh. Do not.
2: All I have to say is to your ex-boyfriend, whatever, sir, that is your loss because Jack you look great. You look so good. You look fierce. What's
0: what's love got to do with it? Nothing.
2: <laughs> You look so good. Well, we're just going to jump right in, and I'm happy to hear that you're doing amazing. We always love to hear that. But we know that everybody has an origin story, and yours in particular is pretty dope and pretty interesting. But I do have to ask, you started out as a history teacher. What was that like? How did that happen?
0: Why history? I graduated from Long Island University, the Brooklyn Center in you know Brooklyn, New York.
1: That's where I got my master's. Oh, L. A. (laughs) Brooklyn. Yeah. Come on, educated queens.
0: (laughs) Juniors, all that. I loved it. Uh And my major was American history. And um, maybe five blocks down was Brooklyn Technical High School. So when I got my degree and I was going to do my master's, I got a job at Brooklyn Technical teaching. Who knew? You know, but I always wanted to be a teacher. I always thought I'd be a teacher. I didn't know what my major would be, but that, you know, turned out to be pretty good. And I like it to this day. That's why I'm doing this show. Mm Mm-hmm i like to get it so um and i got into acting because right next to brooklyn technical was brooklyn academy of music and i was doing plays and stuff on the side you know at night and little here and there and i got a job at you know the brooklyn academy of music in a a play called dark of the moon and uh i started getting hired and it it never stopped wow so i got to a soap my first soap another world which is gone now in brooklyn So that's how it began professionally for me, you know, where I began to make money off of it. I didn't make money before that, but I was acting since I was 14.
2: Wow. That's amazing. That's like the beauty of New York. I feel like you can always explore any interest that you have. The fact that you're like a history teacher in the school and then across the street, you can like hone in on your artistic side. That's, I love that about New York.
0: Yeah. But you know, I mean, there's stuff in between. I'm leaving stuff out, obviously. It's just a broad outline because how I got the job was somebody else. Somebody helped me, a woman named BB Drake Hooks. She got a job. She was doing all those mint commercials, peppermint or something, mm-hmm. and she had to lead this play. And I was like, "Well, can I do it?" It was only two lines, and it was a play called "The Past Is Past," which is a great play by Richard Wesley, who's a great um, African American playwright. And his mm-hmm. wife is even bigger, Valerie Wilson Wesley. Y'all probably read her book. Love to see yeah. it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how I got it. So it's people involved, not just things. You know, it's people, places, and things. Mm-hmm. That's my best. My best advice: stay away from. Bad people, places, and things, but get, get in with good people, places, and things.
1: It's so important. I heard that. That's what makes or break your career. And I think I learned that lesson a little too late in life. But hey, I'm here. We're here. And we're moving.
0: <laughs> hey, you but What you mean?
2: <laughs> that is so funny.
0: <laughs> what
2: ultimately made you want to take the jump into acting? And you're saying that the work just never stopped coming. Is that why you kind of left the educational part of your journey and jumped headfirst into acting?
0: No, I graduated from the high school of music and art before I went to Long Island University. So I was taking acting lessons down the Henry Street settlement down in Lower East Side the whole time. About five years. Yeah. No, I'm trained, fully trained. But what happened was I, I could sing too, all of that, so I had to make up my mind. So a girlfriend of mine, Lynn Pennell, God rest her well she I think she ain't dead <laughs> But she took me to acting class and I fell in love with it there, but I couldn't get up in front of anybody because I was too shy. I, I couldn't speak publicly. I was um well read and all that. But I, you know, getting up in front of people, oh, I was terrified. So it took me a while to finally get up. And once I got up in front of the whole class, I never sat down. <laughs> so I started getting more work, more acting work. You know, it just started to become um an imbalance and I had to make up my mind. I mean, even when I got two, two, seven which was out here in Los Angeles, the series sitcom for people who don't know.
1: Oh, we know. Uh, <laughs> and, and I had to
0: choose. I had to choose, but I was doing both for a while. I did it for two years. I don't know how I did it, but I was like, I ain't giving up my day job for no, no sitcom. You know, I didn't, I didn't think it was a big deal. Who knew? Oh, who knew? <laughs> right. But I was teasing. Remember, I thought I was superior. Right. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Talk about legendary. I know. Uh, no, it ain't, it's more than one Obama and Michelle. You can do it all. I I do believe it. And I believe young people, you can still do it all, except you know, you uh, you got more choices, I think, now Mm -hmm. Uh, in terms of you can be a rapper and you can, you know, you can be a a university teacher or an actor. You can do it all, and, and, and it's a bigger field.
1: So, who were some of your early inspirations?
0: For comedies, Lucille Ball, Mae West, those are my top, top ones for four drama is a um, actress by the name of diana sand she's african-american she died when she was about 33 she was very young and she was going to win an oscar I, I always said it. she was in um raising in the sun you know those. yeah mm-hmm. she was the sister beneath us she was fabulous and i always wanted to be like her she was my role model so i want to be an actress i want to be a dramatic actress i didn't want to do no comedy i did not want to do nothing i didn't want to do no lightweight stuff
2: that is so yeah. interesting <laughs>
0: Miss something? Yeah, yeah. I saw a movie called Georgia George. These are the old things. You can look them up if are <laughs> interested. But that was my role model for drama. But for comedy, it was definitely Lucille Ball and Mae West and and uh, Pearl Bailey, which is an old name. But for timing, I always worked on my timing, and I'll I'll give her a clue. Marley Gibbs helped me solidify my timing. My, my timing for comedy was always good, but when I got with Marley Gibbs on Two Two Seven, it elevated. You know. And you give as good as you get. Yeah. And I think that goes with any job. If you're good, it's like Dr. Dre and uh, Jimmy Iovine. When they, you know, they did beats. And yes. Right. You got with him, He got with him. And they got, what, $3 billion? They already <laughs> had a bit. So water seeks its own level. I always say that. So you look for people who have the same experience so you can get better. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. you can meet in the middle. So that's that's what began to happen. It just started balancing out when I surrendered to success. Ooh, that was heavy. That was too, that was too deep. That was great. No, no it. It. That was that's exactly what we need. That's too what we need.
2: <laughs> no, I love that. No. So Amir and I did our, we didn't really need to do research on you, but no. we did our research on you. Oh. And we watched a interview you did with Tamara Mowry, who was like hosting on The Real. And I love how you passed down the importance of comedic timing to her as well, because... That's what she said. That she took away from you, especially when when working on
0: Sister Sister. So them girls won't leave me alone, even today. <laughs> I love
2: them I wouldn't leave you alone either if I had that relationship.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, but you don't have to force relationships. I don't believe in that ours yeah. was real, you know. But I met them when they were thirteen, you know. A girl, oh wow! Um, introduced me to them before we did that show, and they are uh, just lovely, and they're. Great moms now of their own. Great, you know, got great husbands. And so I'm very proud of them. I'm proud of all my little girls. I got about maybe six of them. People always say, oh, you know, you don't try. I said, no, I got my little, my little Jack Hayettes. Yes. Yeah.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: <laughs> As
1: we were prepping for this, Kirby and I discussed, like, we wanted you to share your inspirations, but also wanted to tell you, like, you're an inspiration for us for so many reasons. Yes. Like, I think it was just, as I watched 227 as I was younger, you were such an icon and you were like poise. Mm-hmm. And you were like a hottie with a body.
0: Oh no! You were like
1: intelligent and it was like moving. All over.
0: I'm trash now. No, I'm sorry. No. I'm just kidding. no. I'm just kidding.
1: <laughs> but there's just something about like every character you played was so liberated. And mm-hmm. to see a black female character be like liberated and smart and sexy, and sexy. And sensual
0: and own it all I'm still doing the parts I'm on show now days of our lives I'm, I'm still uh, you know educated and liberated independent and yes know, some other things too it's fabulous <laughs> I, I love it because I like to come from a place of strength as a female I do you know but people who can act quietly and all that that's that can be powerful too but nowadays I'm just trying to help where I can you know I don't always but I feel as um. Necessary. It's something I find doing there. Teaching is important.
1: It is necessary because I loved seeing that. I think of you and 227 and even a sister sister. And then I also think of like Maxine Shaw, like owning it, like those characters. Help made me feel free, and I was able to like own who I was as like as a teen, or even like in our office right now. Mm-hmm. Like when we're back in the office, and like the only two black girls, Hottie with the body energy, the yes. whole time.
0: <laughs> walking okay, now you me something, Hottie with the body, Hottie with, the, with body. the body, body, yaddy yeah. yadi
2: Yes. <laughs>
0: Got
2: it. Jackie, we've up. been calling you the original hot girl all week. <laughs> all week, the original all hot week. girl. In
0: the best way possible. Don't I'm embarrassed.
2: <laughs> Nothing no. but love. It's
1: such a good thing. I
2: aspire. Oh,
1: oh. Hashtag goals. I 100% aspire. Oh. I'm so, like, that's what I want to walk into every meeting with, the same energy. Yes. Okay.
0: Well, if it works, keep on working it. Hey. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So as we're reflecting on this, like hottie with a body, hot girl energy, we're wondering because in 2021, like all of our black female icons get critiqued for like owning and being liberated their sexuality. Mm. You like, talking how- about like
0: Megan The Stallion? Megan The Cardi- Stallion? Yes. yes. They call me that. They call me savage. Yes. Yes. Oh, ooh. She, yes. Called she called me up. She called me and told me that I was like I, I wasn't too flattered at first because you know the first lines of the word of that song. <laughs> I said she's trying to say something, but I I, I got the genesis of it because she she told me about it before it came out. I know y'all were talking on the phone, kind of friends. Became friends on Twitter. So I know know where she's coming from. But yeah, so you're talking about owning your own sexuality.
1: Yes. And I can only imagine the conversations that you had in the 90s or the 80s when you were coming out in television. Were you judged? Like, did the industry judge you? Did the audience judge you for that? Yeah,
0: I got typecast but I was just trying to be funny. I didn't know about sexy. I mean, I don't think about it now. I know about it. I'm not naive, but <laughs> not, not something that I solely have, you know, uh, it's not something that comes first with me. You know, what came first was uh, I put the dress on in the wig and then they wrote the lines and I went, well, how can this be funny? I didn't, this didn't go with the line. I was just doing the work. Right. Began to come together, you know, little by little. I went, Oh, you know, so I didn't like it a lot for years. I didn't like the fact that that's what people thought. That's what I was, mm-hmm. you know. And that's it, you know. Yeah, so I resisted it because I wanted to be this great American actress, you know, like Viola Davis is now. You know, I wanted to be that. That's really what I I wanted to be. Boom! I want to win all the awards, all the glory, you know. I want to be like a female James Earl Jones. I'm serious. That's what I. Uh, that's really what I wanted to do. And then I just happened to be funny. So. You know, some, you know, I'm being a little vague because it's not something that I talk about all the time, but I didn't like being seen as a a sex pot or something like that. No, I didn't like it at all, but whenever it works, I used it, (laughs) (laughs) you know, for, for what you're talking about, yeah, for uh, owning your own self. Do you feel
1: like that was intensified because you are Black woman versus, like, your white counterparts? Like, they were able to jump from stereotype to stereotype, but they, like, typecast Black women?
0: No, I don't believe so. I believe that that that, that happened uh, with Black exploitation way before me in the 70s with Pam Greer, Foxy Brown, all of that. That was that. For me, I had no peers, that was the only one. Think about it. There was nobody else. And I didn't think about that. Yeah. So I was doing it. But my friends were Lonnie Anderson, Morgan Fairchild. These are the people I made friends with in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're blonde and beautiful and Caucasian. But they taught me everything about the business. What you need to do, where you need to put your money, what, what you need to invest in. So they were typecast because, you know, blonde. Is a, so mm-hmm. I know what you're saying, but now you can get typecast. You know, someone with a Kim. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah. They,
1: yeah.
0: It, can't, it can't do it to Bay, to Queen Bee. They can't do it for some reason. <laughs> no, they can't. But yes, I know what you're saying completely. But back then, no, I wasn't putting in that category because there was only one. Think about it. You know, there wasn't two. Maybe, a, what's a, no, not even Thelma on Good Times. Nope. You know, good looking, but not not that. So I know what you're saying, but I think it came before and then later, like now.
2: Yeah. Jackie, I wonder, too, though, you're saying how it was hard for you to have this kind of typecast role, but to a certain extent, you were able to kind of embrace it and be like, I'm going to use it to my advantage if it's going to work, when it's going to work. And it's so interesting looking back because I feel like while the idea of being a hot girl does still get criticized, it is for the most part a positive thing. This idea of a woman who is strong with who she is and can embrace her sexuality and use it in the way that she wants to use it before it can be exploited. So when did you get to a place where you could fully embrace your sexuality and your individuality because... And looking back, and I watched Sister, Sister when it was on television, not just on Netflix, even though I rewatched it when it was on Netflix. (laughs) Yeah. But that was like my favorite thing about your character. It's like this perfect balance between being a mom, but also being sexy with your own life and the way that you dress and also being hilarious. I related to
0: all of those things. And so smart.
2: Yeah. So when did you fully embrace that?
0: It took a long time. It took maybe when I, um, turn maybe 40, maybe. Wow. Yeah. Because you're not thinking of that. I'm not looking at myself. I'm being myself. And I was in Hollywood. I was quite successful, had money. I I didn't think that way. I knew my power as a female and as an artist, but as I have gotten, you know, beyond that, I look back and I, I really didn't have a grip on it because people feel a certain way. They want a certain type of person with them, you know, young women, uh movie star, uh, TV, they want to see certain things. So I wasn't thinking like I had legacy in that area. As well. So I didn't think about embracing all of that. I just wanted to look good. You know, my role models for looking good were Diane Carroll, mm-hmm. Nancy Wilson, late, great singer. You know, I like people that were well put together and everybody used to dress and, and be, be great now. And, you know, now I look and. the, I mean, I like Cardi So Everybody jumps on me. I was like, well, I don't know what y'all, you know, I don't know. What <laughs> yeah. I really don't. So I've, uh, I've been comfortable with my sexuality for years since probably since I was 22. Yeah. But I was married to older men. I've been married three times, you know, to crazy. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> We're still dealing with the crazies now. So clearly that doesn't go away.
0: And I taught some great things along the way too. So I don't really yeah look at the two, but I do understand it can really alienate you and, Make you feel a little vulnerable. But you got to push through it because it's all new now. With women are uh, starting to make a little bit more money. They still make, what, 81 cents to the dollar? Yeah. That's what we got to do
1: That's for white women, not for us.
0: What, y'all make less, really, the statistically?
1: Yes, yes. I think it's like 68 cents per dollar. 68 cents? And then I think Hispanic women, 65. And then Native, it's like 61 what yes oh me really no
0: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah no i see i'm in well yeah hey you're right i'm not in that group so yeah but i said 81 cents but that's a lot since 50 whatever it was but you're saying it's even lower that's heavy that's a whole nother show
2: i know that's a totally different we conversation get, we talk about that for hours for because. Full hours
0: Ooh. well keep negotiating They said, keep negotiating your contract. Don't don't be scared. Just keep asking for more money.
2: Negotiating and transparency, which is so interesting, though. Now we're still going through those same fights. And this is a little bit of a different conversation. But when you were coming up and doing sitcoms and things like that, was talking about salary negotiation or transparency in between actors and actress pay, was that a common thing on set? Or was it just you got paid what you got paid?
0: For women, yeah, no. Men got paid. When I started 227, I was making, a, I don't know, not a lot. I'm not gonna say how much because I don't want anybody to get mad in retrospect, but I started maybe on a Tuesday, say a Tuesday, taping, and I was making a certain amount of money. Um, I got a new agent when I got to Hollywood. By Friday, I was making maybe 30 times as much, but I had to fight for it. But my agent who was a man, mm-hmm. fought for me, but it was a battle. I got sick. I didn't know how to fight like that, but I learned. I know you gotta you um what's that movie? The Joy Luck Club, you got to know your own worth. You have it's an old movie, you know, an Asian movie about these Asian families and these women that interlive. It's a great book, The Joy Luck Club. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's great. But the movie, I love the movie, and you have to know your own worth, what you're worth. But it takes power and you gotta um, maybe have some sisters with you, you know, who yeah. been through that. And don't negate anybody of any color because when it comes to women we've got to help each other period
1: yes you may
0: not have the courage to do it yourself you may need to call somebody up and say well what was this like?" so
1: 100 percent. it was a
0: battle I went through and uh a lot of women go through the battle in show business in entertainment of making more money and a lot of women make a lot of money when I met Sherry Lansing she was the head of Paramount and she says get your money you know <laughs> yep they all said it but It was only a few and it's still only a few, but you got to get paid, you know, but it's difficult. Yes, it's hard.
1: That's exactly because I even thinking about like salary negotiations, like coming in alone was so lonely. But then you get into a room and you find your people like I found Kirby Mm -hmm. and I tried to find like other women who would be open enough to talk about their salaries because the moment they were quiet. Like, closed mouths don't get fed. Like, oh. none, of us, <laughs> none of us are going to get paid if we don't openly speak about it. And I, I know that wasn't the culture before, but, like, I feel like we have to. Yeah,
0: but, money, you know, you were raised, my mother raised me, you don't talk about money. Never. Yes. Money and politics and, and religion, you know? So, but now we talk about all of that. But the only thing with money is, and this is my beef, i probably take the heat for this, the only thing about women is we have to do everything ten times more.
2: Oh yeah, thousand percent. Yeah, a hundred percent.
0: We gotta have the babies. We gotta have the husband. We gotta have the boy. We gotta do the job. So we demand parity because they always say, "Well, you're not gonna work as hard." You've heard that, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Because we have other interests, which is we want our kids, but we can do it all. We can't. We can't all be Michelle Obamas, but I know a lot of them. You know, meaning we educated, got kids, we went to school, we graduated, we worked. Yeah. You can do it. My mother was a single, you know, mother in the sense that my father died, but. She still worked, but we always have to do it more intensely, you know yeah, yeah. that's my beef. I hate it it's so unfair. It's so unfair, <laughs> and as I get older I'm angry, but we do it and what else are you going to do? so that's something we got to fight against, but i always I'm always angry about the fact that when you surrender your power because you want to have a family and they get married, and you come back and you don't have a job it, it, stuff like mm-hmm. that oh, it just makes me crazy, you know? So we have to get our own businesses. But it's like the NCAA, the, the women's basketball.
1: Oh, mm-hmm. that was bad. I know. That was so embarrassing for them. How are we gonna get more money? I was like, did you not think that we were going to expose you? Like? In the age of social media? On the TikTok? You don't think we'd be on that show in the world? In this here internet? Like, It's just, it's the audacity.
0: So you don't get the money for that, though. You get, we get uh, penalized. You know that for that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, all this
0: stuff. But I don't want to get into that because that's a whole nother.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But Jackie, I want to talk about really quickly again, pay simply because, okay, we're going to brag about you for a second. We want to talk about your Emmy win in which you were the first Black woman to win Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Comedy Series. And your speech, which has circulated the internet forever now. So funny. You had said, I wonder if I get more money with this now. So did you?
0: Yes. Good. Good. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you. But, uh, but I had a great agent. Yeah. And he, um, he really, uh, Chris Barrett, I'll say his name. He, um, for years, I was with him for years, over 30 years. And he gave me the courage, but it wasn't. My stomach churned. I had never done that in my life. Uh, but now I'm fearless. So you got to practice it. Yeah, I'm fearless. And you make up your mind. You take this, you take that. You don't, you know, you got to have common sense sometimes. I'm older than you girls, so I've been through many battles, but I know the feeling when you're stepping up in your 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 league.
1: oh that battle is hard like I have the hardest time asking for what I think and know I deserve Mm -hmm. and to be honest I'm still trying to figure it out like I'm still trying to figure out how to ask properly
0: just keep working at it yeah you can't be like it you have to be yourself and it takes but just do it in I call it serial killer tones I don't want to make light of it but I mean quietly and forcefully okay this is very nice but this is what I want this is what we're going to do Oh repeat that mantra every day. This is what I love. This is what I want. And this is what I will accept. This is what
2: I I love that. Yeah. And it
0: will rage and then you will have it. Yeah. But just know that.
1: Noted. Hmm.
2: (laughs) Amira, say it. This This is what I I want. want.
1: This is what I'm gonna do. This is what I'm not settling for.
2: Yes. And this is what what I deserve.
1: This is what I deserve.
0: Your Emmy win was a first.
1: How did you feel like not seeing that many Black women come after you to win that same Emmy years ago?
0: I don't know. I didn't think about it until later. And I still don't think about it. But I know that the writing is not there. The parts are not there. I mean, um, my baby, Regina, she's uh, Regina King. Love her.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Ain't nobody in that league in terms of, you know, I just want to just put it in its own area. It's not being written, so you can't get it if you don't have the material, first of all. You know, I know there are other people that can get it, but it's not being written. So I'm no, nobody's even been nominated in that category. You notice that?
2: Yep, exactly.
0: It's not being written or something, you know, the timing. So it's got to be written because there are guys, you know, but you look up and I don't know. I really have no answer except that they just don't, haven't provided the material.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Definitely people out there who can do it. You know, it just hasn't been, been the right timing.
1: I do feel like we're in the surge of like the next black comeback of like the next black renaissance of TV. So Uh hopefully it comes soon. Like hopefully like they'll give credit where credit is due, even though this last award season, I feel like we missed out on so much. Like Michaela Cole didn't get nominations. Like so many great things that got us through the first half of quarantine weren't celebrated. Like Mm -hmm. that season of Insecure. We all bombed it every weekend over that in mm-hmm. quarantine. I it's- love it. It's- yeah, it's so good. I love it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I feel like they just weren't celebrated it in the right way, and I don't know how to get us there.
0: It's not enough material. It was a short season because of um, the pandemic. You know, it's just not a lot of material. So you you tend to look at everything real hard. Just like when you're over your mask, you look at everything real hard. I <laughs> in my car, I thought men were flirting with me. Women were flirting with me. I was like, "What the <laughs> hell?" Then I realized trying to see who it is. Right. <laughs> I was like, why are you staring at me? After a while, you were, I had three mass fights, one in Costco, two at Seven Eleven. You know what I'm <laughs> so, you looking at? I really, you know, so looking at everything intensely, like under a microscope, and we're examining it because we've been home and you can't come by with little weak stuff. We want it strong. So they'll be recognized. It's, it's coming up. It It is. I think there's a lot of material that's coming up that, that they got to show. You know, it's just not enough content. I don't think there's enough. I've, I've watched everything on Netflix. I'm done. I saw Tina Turner's stories. fatter. I know. Oh,
1: I'm oh watching gosh, that yes.
0: soon. that's on my list for this it's weekend. It's, it frightened me, but I loved it. I said, "I wish she'd spoken out sooner." It was intense. I know. I'm gonna watch it again. I was like, "Ooh, you know." It t- so no, the stories are out there. And uh, what's her name, Audra Day? I can't watch that yet. I'm not ready. I'm not oh, ready either. Yeah, I can't do it. She's excellent, but I can't handle. I can't handle the truth. You know,
1: that's <laughs> what it mm-hmm. is. I think that's what it is specifically about Black stories. Like, I want them all to be celebrated, but sometimes I need to break and ease my way into back to things that are so real and truthful. Or
0: hurtful. Yeah, hurtful.
1: Oh, yeah, hurtful.
0: Yeah, hurtful. But you can get over it. You know, I just can't handle uh, the, the subject matter. You know, I'm past that. I just can't handle being <laughs> preyed upon. You know, that's my thing. But because Tina was prayed upon, but it's a different kind of story. You notice know, the difference. So we have to write our own stories and get them produced possibly.
2: Yeah, Jackie, do you feel like outside of kind of the documentaries and these real life stories that you're speaking about, is there a show out right now that you've watched that you would love to have a cameo in that you think is getting that writing correct?
0: Oh boy, that's a good question. <laughs> oh, you little minx you. Let me think about it. You <laughs> know, I don't want to be politically incorrect. You know when I say it, but I have seen shows where I love it. well, Pose, which I'm going to be on.
1: Oh, yes. Are you on this next season? Okay. Oh, my gosh. We love Pose. <laughs> I love Billy,
0: Billy Porter, and I go way back. Uh, so, you know, that's a dream. Uh, I would love to be a fly on the wall on that set. I know yeah. it's ending, but. <laughs> oh, I, I can't even express to you how how much I enjoyed that, you know. But yeah, I, I'd like to be on a show where I can matter. You know, I wish you know, I wish Oprah would interview me and Harry and Megan. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> I'm kidding, but you know, there are lots of shows I would love to be on. I just don't want to offend anybody, but, you know, there's certain things I really wish that I had done instead of somebody else is what I'm trying to say. So mm-hmm. I don't want to get in that area because I'm an actor, and we'd be like, I should get that job. So I don't want to be.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. Listen, we're all about manifesting on this show. So if you would like to manifest it, we're here for That's it. what y'all call it,
0: manifest? It yes. It's, it's hateration. No. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All this dancery. <laughs> I do want to bring you back to the social media age a little bit because Amir and I were speaking about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. And outside of being so open and so liberating in your sexuality, you've really embraced social media. The fact that you became friends with Cardi B on Twitter. Like, that is something that my mom would never understand.
0: He wasn't my first, though. Nicki Minaj was my first friend on Twitter.
2: Wow. And I know Tia was the one that made you get on Twitter, correct? Tia and Tamara. Tia and Tamara. Like, they saw the future. They brought us the
0: gift. They were on it all day. They were on it all day. I thought they were so rude. (laughs) And Eva Marcel, who's got this show coming out now. The three of them, I was bombarded because I was working with them, and I'll be talking to them. They were on on the floor. They were on the wall. They were in the (laughs) bed. I said why are you always on that well, what is that and they showed him and I was like what, what is that they know all your business I was so against it <laughs> yeah but got to New York and I did a show called what's happening with uh watch what's happening with uh Georgina. Mm-hmm. and we got in and I was on Twitter I was like mm. and we got in by the time we finished the show got back to the limousine I'm talking about just a walk from the, the set of the talk show into the limousine I had 300,000 followers.
2: Oh my, wait, so this was that Watch What Happens Live interview between the yep. two of you? Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh, a moment. Okay, <laughs> oh my God, y'all. Okay, if you have not seen the infamous Watch What Happens Live interview with Jack A. Harry and Regina King, go check it out right now and thank me later.
0: I found out the power of Twitter that day, I said, I understand now. Yeah, even now I kind of go, oh, so you have to be careful because you see a lot of people going to have that and yeah, into trouble, but- I have a young man who does that for me. He's the president of my fan club. His name is Philip Brown. I never mm-hmm. say his name, but he's wonderful. I've known him since he was twelve. Wow!
2: So he knows your voice exactly. He is
0: no, we he, he's seen me. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> knows where the bodies are burned and buried. <laughs>
2: That's so funny. Do you like it? You are a gift on social media. You give me the power and the desire to be as open on social media as you are, which is so funny because I feel like anyone that didn't grow up with it outside of the millennial generation critiques a sharing so much. Did you see it as a tool for kind of brand elevation?
0: No, I only saw through what the, the, they were telling me, dear Tamara and, and Eva. They were saying it keeps you current and relevant.
2: Mm-hmm, See, I yeah. thought that
0: meant everybody knows your business. It keeps you in the mix. So you know what's going on. Like, I wouldn't be able to talk to you about what happened with uh, Megan the State and NCAA because we're having that conversation online. There's no way I'm going to get on the phone and talk to everybody.
2: Right. Yeah. So
0: common sense at this point to me. But some people don't like it, which I understand, but they don't know the power of it or how they can use it maybe how they can elevate you know so it's it's just a choice but if you're not on anything you're missing out you know agree. My, anybody over 50 should be on Facebook at least mm-hmm. at least so, you know I'm trying my sister she don't do nothing but is uh, <laughs> aware of it they're aware of all those platforms so people at the start that's really more popular than it was when I first started it was I don't even know God it's been a long time Ooh. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. speaking of meg and twitter kirby and i often talk about like how social media quickly criticizes our black women like if whether it's megan or cardi or chloe and chloe and hallie they're criticized so quickly on twitter for their bodies and like being free how did you learn to ignore the criticism in your career and like block out the haters
0: oh no i haven't learned to ignore it i'm dealing with it now but i don't know my head um when you have great success, it takes, my Angelo told me, it takes courage to be successful. And I didn't know mm-hmm. what she meant. I didn't know what she meant. Um, but I was so far ahead. Even now, people are doing things, you know, specifically women, that take courage, meaning it's only you. You don't, there's nobody else doing what you do. I mean, it's like Beyonce just what 27 Grammys, whatever. Nobody else has that. And we don't know what the experience of it is. Or, so, you know, she, she doesn't have anybody else to talk to like about that. So when you get to a new platform where you are the only, you know, and you're in a position of power, you need somebody to help you with it. I don't, I don't think it's, I don't know. It's not easy to, to grasp. You know, I can't really analyze it. I'm not analyzing all the time, you know, so I, it's not something that came easy to me. But now, I don't know, I just have it. I don't know, you know, but, but I had help. Mm-hmm. yeah i've had help specifically from women but from men as well i have a lot of male angels and that's what you need you need angels to help steer you into lanes that look look scary and when they criticize you you have to know your worth and like i can look in the mirror now and know mm, i really wish i could cut that off and i really you know I, <laughs> but you have to be accepting of yourself and don't be hard on yourself and be kind to yourself
1: who were some of your male angels
0: uh, the late, great Brandon Tartikoff, he was a programmer for NBC when I started off. got me the job. He was the one who picked me. Nobody else. And I mean, nobody else. Wow. He, he had that kind of power. Back then, they had that kind of power. They still do, you know. And uh, uh, I just worked with Paul Rubens, P.B. Herman. He's another angel. Um, I have quite Andre DeShields, who gave me my name. He's Broadway performer. He's in Town. Whenever Broadway comes back, you know, <laughs> 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 you know they, they were in my corner all the way and i'm on this show now and i have them in the head writer on Carlavati, and albert alliance producer and the head writer they wrote this part for me uh on days of our lives you know so those are angels they look out for you it's not who you know but who knows you sometimes yeah so you need you need help along the way you, you can't always know the right thing to do or how to feel so you can be scared but not too scared to continue and so you know This is difficult because women have always been beautiful. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, but men are good looking too. Now that story, nobody wants to tell it, but they got a story, but you know, they're more in charge of their narrative, Yeah, you know, but taking charge. Yeah. But it's a difficult, it's a difficult road ahead, but you can do it. Y'all can do it. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all do it.
2: (laughs) A lot of times, you know, obviously we look up to people like you and our black faves and people that came before us for advice on how to navigate these really like challenging, tricky conversations. But now that you're in the social media age and the digital age and so many people hide behind that keyboard, hide behind those Twitter fingers, in what ways are you kind of learning from the younger generation as to like when to clap back, when not to clap back and how to kind of <laughs> <laughs> like, like push out that noise?
0: That's where my social media guy guides me. I'm not going to tell you I'm hip and all that. I don't. I don't have a need to be hip. I don't have a need to <laughs> fly, yes. fly, yes, fly till I die. Oh, yes, sir. But uh, I don't have a need to be uh, in the mix on everything. I only like certain people. I love Cardi B because I know her history. You Not know, what she did for a living, but in terms of where she came from. I'm from New York, you know, so I know her, her groove, you know. And a- Stahy, I just love the fact that she was able to, to come from kind of left field. She was always writing but she got two great songs, not one, two, yeah. you know, yeah. about the words are what I listen to, not just what they're looking like. I'm not always down with the look, don't get me wrong, but if you look good at it, ain't nothing, you know, ain't nothing shaking my head. I, 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 <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I live in, hey, I'm in California. I'm in sunny California. This is sick. yeah, you know, but if you can't handle it, if you can't handle the steam that comes with that, that heat, get out of the way. Don't, 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 you know, don't mess with it.
2: Yeah. So I guess I should not ask, I'm going to ask it anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> how do you feel about the OnlyFans platform that's getting all this critical praise and attention now?
0: The fan who? Only fans
2: who? OnlyFans. Have you heard of that?
0: No, what's that? See, you hipping me. Oh. Yes. oh my gosh. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't
2: know if I'm hipping cool, but it's like a digital platform where you can pay for a little bit more like promiscuous and like hidden content that they normally won't share on their like standard pages. And there's actually a ton of celebrities on it now
0: a lot well it's it's because of the pandemic i mean come on you just have to have another way to make some money too i mean come on it's just another grind it's just another grind yeah i don't see it because i don't like now that i don't like with women don't don't try to step up to a plate you can't you can't cash you can't eat off that plate you know yeah no way the nose goes when the doors on the other side are closed so (laughs) a situation coming you think you can handle it know that you might not be able You, you change your mind meaning because I've auditioned, I've been cast and couched, I call it. It's a verb. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, but I expected it, but um, I know my talent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So and, uh, I didn't have the same, you know, thing about it. It's like, well, you want, oh, I have to have sex to get this part? I said, well, if we do that, then I don't want to talk to you no more. Just give me the part. Right. We'll <laughs> whoop. whoop, whoop to whoop. But that's comedy. And like Amy Schumer was saying, comedians can defer that sexual innuendo onto comedy and, and get it out of the way. Everybody's not capable. You know, but don't, you know, don't go, don't go through the door. If you can't handle what's on side of it, think about it. But if, if you are going, just know there's there's going to be some challenges with that.
1: So I kind of have to ask your casting couch story. Was it a certain, like, you don't have to give a name
0: but like, no, it wasn't Harper uh, Weinstein. No, nothing. Okay, (laughs) Okay, good. Okay. It was some some slimy little something, but I knew it was slimy, but I did get the job. I didn't do a casting couch, but it was a great little gig. It was a a little B movie. I don't even know what happened to it. It may, it may serve. I didn't take the clothes off. It wasn't that kind of thing, but it it was there. I was aware of it, but I'm, you know, that was back in the, God it was so long ago. You know, I didn't think of it that way, but I knew it was slimy. Yeah. But we didn't have this movement we have now. We didn't have this Me Too movement.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And that's my question. Like, your career is, like, still booming. Have you seen the changes in, like, not getting, I guess, young women not getting approached that way? Like, has it been fewer? Like, or has it been studying and it now it's just exposed?
0: I think it's just been exposed. I mean, I don't want to say I don't know anybody personally right now as we speak. You know, you know I'm in showbiz. So I don't want to, I'm watching um, this thing with uh, the mayor of New York. I mean, all of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's everywhere. It's pervasive. You mm-hmm. know, so you can't judge until you know, but everybody should be heard. Mm-hmm. And it's true. You really have to be heard because nobody knows how you feel. So we all have to get together and talk about it, how you feel.
2: Yeah, absolutely. This is a really poor transition, and I apologize in advance. But <laughs> I do, <laughs> do want to ask, too. You're talking about, like... Um- Being heard in the one thing, uh, not one thing, there's so many things that I love about you. But recently on social media, again, you stood up for trans people in your conversation against
0: rapper Lil Mama. I ain't getting nothing with her no more. She might be buying me somewhere now. (laughs) Well, that was, uh, I don't even want to get into it.
2: Done. Done. We are done. (laughs) Yeah, it was not mess, but I think you handled, I will just say from my perspective, I think you handled it with grace. I think you definitely did. You were on the right side of history.
0: She she could communicate properly. I I got it now, you know, but you know, it took me three years to know what that word meant transgender. And I think that's where we have to start the conversation. Know what it actually means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know what the word means, but I don't know what it is. Now I do. A person is in a whole nother body, you know, you can't say and fluid. I, I had to learn what it meant, but that one was tricky for me. Because I didn't know how that worked, but i you have to take the time to understand something.
2: But that's the key. You took yeah. the time to educate yourself about something that you didn't understand.
0: Yeah, and I keep asking.
2: Not everybody has that grace or takes the time to do that.
0: On this show, Days of my Lives, I just found out what BIPOC meant. I didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, that was a new one for me this that year. That was a new one like, for me too. I feel, like, I feel like it popped up this year.
1: And I was like, <laughs> okay, Black indigenous people of color. Oh, okay. so okay, I'm not late. Okay. <laughs> no. no I'm not late at all. It started popping up after last summer and I was like, Am I did I dip out? Like what happened? When did this come? No one told me until but it popped it, up. It was, a
2: yeah, new way to say work.
1: diversity. <laughs> exactly.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But speaking of days of our lives since you're on the set I do want to hear about this new venture this new character and how you're enjoying being back on set in this capacity how's it been
0: They're treating me really swell which is really nice the people here the uh, staff production the writers everybody it's really really fine fine uh, group here it's in, um it's like a a family you know a unit that you're stepping into and they've been very welcome which is good you know I tell them I'm, I'll be a good guest <laughs> <laughs> But um, it's, you know, I started on Another World, which is defunct. It was an NBC drama, soap mm-hmm. opera, time. So, so being here, I had to get back. I had to catch up. I had to get up to speed. It took me a minute. It's frightening because it's a lot of work. Very hard. You got to learn a script, uh, practice every day. But I'm used to that. But you got to get back in rhythm. So now I, I'm, I think I'm finally caught up. Thank God. <laughs> and I love yeah. working with Jim Reynolds, who was here for 40 years. So he's been on here. I love him to mm-hmm. death. And uh, uh Lamont Archie, he fine. Y'all see him He fine. Not. He fine. No, he fine. He's fine. And, uh, Sal, I love her. Oh, <laughs> and my niece uh just you know so I'm, I'm I'm happy to be a part of a Black storyline. I know it sounds corny, but I sorry corny. No, it's not corny. It is not corny at all. i about it.
1: It's what we celebrate and get enthusiastic about. And like, there's still never
0: enough as far as I'm concerned. So yeah. <laughs> You better say you better, but it's wonderful and and you you you're gonna dig it. You know I can't say anymore. more, but it's it's happening. Okay, <laughs> they got it right. They're getting it right. Yeah. We saw
1: a little sneak peek of your character,
0: so I'm ready. and ready. Yeah, I said sorry. They like that. I said yeah. I'm I'm rich. I'm successful. What's the problem? Yeah.
2: That- <laughs> body with a body is
0: there like
2: a is there a medium that you like best like being film tv on stage like what what's your preference
0: film if I had my way I'd be I'd be Brad Pitt meaning I'd be the female but I love movies yes but tv is um you know I'm very successful in in it in terms of getting work I don't want to push myself I don't like to be that's another thing I don't like too much ego I did that already I did that in the 80s I was a diva I don't want to be that no more I had to work hard. I had to work hard to stop Yeah, Cause you making money, making millions. And you're, you're that girl.
2: Well, now oh. I'm curious. A diva. How? Like, yeah. how so? so?
0: Give me caviar with my spaghetti and bring the extra sauce 10 o'clock in the morning and put the moe away. i am come coming. Wow. Oh, you know, I and, like
1: it. Yeah. And, and it's
0: not there, It's like, did he not hear me say, put it there? You know, I mean, but, but by that, I mean, I didn't have to ask, but, um, I have Nell Carter to thank for that. The late, great Nell Carter. She's a famous TV. When I got out here, she told me the California way, the Hollywood way. So I loved it. I enjoyed it. I wasn't mean. I wasn't that kind of diva, but I definitely expected everything.
2: Listen, I've been in green rooms trying to pick out just the the blue (laughs)
1: M&Ms on occasion or, you know, (laughs) I've, I've been there. So what was the turning point that you were like, I just don't want to be a diva anymore? Yeah. What humbled you? Because honestly, I would, I would continue for the rest of my life.
0: My sister, my sister, Brenda, my older sister, she got me straight. She's like, you ain't all that here. Oh, she's family. It's always family. That.
1: I know. <laughs> I, did, I did
0: something to somebody. I went right by him, didn't speak to him, And I really didn't speak to him. I mean, I didn't see them at all for real. I mean, I'm, <laughs> you know, they were right there and I really didn't see it. That's diva yeah <laughs> yeah, and they were like oh you just oh uh. so I said I, I, but it took time it didn't happen overnight I got aware of myself I checked myself and I still do I mean I'm not weak though. don't get me wrong but all that diva stuff is like I can be nice but start some stuff you know so I'm taking my shoe off <laughs>
2: <laughs> you were talking about earlier about being typecast and having been typecast in Hollywood but if there were any role in the universe that you could have what would it be? Like, do we want a a superwoman, Jack Hay? Do we want, you know, like that rom-com love interest, Jack Hay? Like, is there a role that you haven't had the opportunity to try that you would love to try?
0: Um, now I'd like to do a couple of dramatic roles. You know, I don't want to do any more musicals because you have to take care of yourself, but somebody, uh, mentioned to me they want me to do a, a, a thing of a applause which is an old play that lauren bacall made famous and it's based on uh, all about eve which is an old black and white movie so we're tw- we're in talks so that would be nice to be a fabulous fabulous doll you know, yeah. <laughs> you know like i said but it would it would be nice to be something uh, uh with some sage behind some wisdom and fun and humor and you know, I think I'm like be author. That's the way I think of myself. I know yes, that's not what you see, but I'm at that point where I think that's who I am because I loved her. I loved her timing, everything. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, you know, I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in that that zone, and I have those. And I know, I know it sounds crazy when I say Lucille ball me up, but they do comedy, so I come from a comedic standpoint. Because you think there's not a lot of people I can look at for comedy that are live in terms of the kind of comedy I like you know, that I like, you know, it's still old, it's still moms, maybe it's timing, timing. And I love Monique. You know, I love, I love certain comedians. I see Samora. I love him. But the thing with women is we don't have a Dave Chappelle, you know, we don't have a, you know, you want that one where you, boom, you zone in, you know, I still find myself now that's my, my, my big peeve. I still find myself looking at male comedians more than female comedians, you know, and that's wrong. That's wrong of me, but he funny. (laughs) In terms of what I want to see, in terms of the kind of things I want to hear. I don't want to hear dirty jokes and stuff. I don't mind a good dirty joke. I don't want to tell one on here.
1: Right. uh, (laughs) You knew it was coming. It's welcome. It's very welcome.
0: It's a and (laughs) B.
2: No, no, no. Wait, Jackie. I'm going to call her out again. So Amira also does comedy on the side, and she's a little dirty comedian as well. (laughs) So
0: So we role models. Let that go. I'll call you back later. Oh, Lord. We'll try it again. i mean i think what time I tell... is it y'all know i gotta y'all know i gotta eat what time is it? <laughs> yeah. my sugar my sugar going down yeah.
1: uh-huh this conversation has been amazing we like to start and end all of our guests and episodes kind of similar so we always end with a different rendition of this so if you could fill in the blank my black is beautiful because
0: nobody does it better than me mm.
1: snaps to yep that <laughs>
0: That was it. I love that. No, because that's another issue, and y'all do another show because they were talking about that guy who was talking about skin tone, Halle Berry, mm-hmm. all that. I oh, like yeah. my I hear that. And I don't like all that, you know, because I don't play those games about that. So because people see me and they get the wrong impression. I was in New York, and I'm just say this quick, and I had my mask on. This woman said, Oh, you think you all that because you a Puerto Rican, or you think you from wherever she thought? I turned around and looked at her and she said, and she was black, she's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, yeah. You got your, you got it wrong. I said, I'll whip your ass right out here in a minute. Oh <laughs> yes, <laughs> you as know, you should have. Yeah, you know, it has nothing to do with this. It has to do with life. You know, life experiences. So that's why I say, nobody, my black is beautiful because nobody does it better than me. This mm-hmm. is, so I'm an original, and you are too. You girls, are, you stay, you women, <laughs> you stay, you stay, um, stay true to your art, and you're very lovely and very smart.
2: Oh, thank thank you. you so much. Thank yeah. You so this much has for been amazing. Us. We've like I said, we've looked forward to this for so long and you did not disappoint. Not that we At expected all. you to. But, Never. Uh, <laughs> yeah, keep leading by example because we are we're watching. Oh, uh, and we're learning and we're growing. Yeah, I can't
0: can cuss can them.
1: Okay. Yes, you can, <laughs> oh, you can, you say, can that. say that. You that word. <laughs> you yeah. like that's life word.
2: <laughs> we'll see you on Twitter, Jack hey. A. <laughs> The Table's Ours is produced by us, Kirby Dixon and Amira Lawali. This episode was also produced by Mikami Lynn and Richard White and edited by Melissa Kaplan. Our researcher is Emma Fredericks. Our executive producers are Jesse Katz and Ted Butler. The Table's Ours was created by A&E. Subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. See you next week!